doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trains and out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Like, OMG, it's like so totally the cringeworthy player of, like, the week. <gasps> uh, welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. We we have to start off this way because there's just so many things <laughs> about one franchise right now that I have to get off my chest. And a lot of it's pretty cringeworthy. So we're going to start <laughs> where I normally like to go eventually. But we're going to start with the oh-so-lovely Dallas Cowboys franchise. And the first thing I'd like to talk about is the fact that the Cowboys are the only team still winless against the spread so far this year. <laughs> oh, no. They've scored a lot of points. They've given up yep. a lot of points. And all of a sudden, they're not scoring points. And uh, not at all. Vegas not has good. no idea how to predict the Dallas Cowboys. And we're probably going to be without Andy Dalton this week. Uh, yeah. Fire up whatever team the Cowboys are playing in, uh, on defense now. 100%. 100%. I, same with the Jets. I mean, you, at this point, they're not scoring either one of the teams. You, you, whoever they're playing, take the, take the other team. Take the take defense. The Speaking of defense, uh, the Cowboys defensive coordinator, Mike Nolan, was put on hold because he had Tabasco sauce on his finger and it got in his eye. <laughs> if that is not um, a microcosm of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys season right now, I don't know what is. I know I'm talking as a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yes, I know. I'm I'm, I'm talking crap, and I shouldn't be because we're at first place at <laughs> two, four, and one. But oh my goodness, I've two, had four and one. I've had Woo! mustard on my finger when I was a teenager and accidentally got it in my eye. I can't imagine what Tabasco sauce would feel like. Tabasco sauce. Yeah, I mean, you have Tabasco sauce on your finger. You better take some extra precautions like that's like having some kind of hot it's it's hot sauce i mean we're in the middle just touch your eye with that (laughs) we're in the middle of a pandemic and everybody's supposed to be washing their hands more and more and more and here mike nolan anyway (laughs) yeah well exactly oh but let's stay on dallas cowboys defense (laughs) and everson griffin is now being traded to the detroit lions for apparently a sixth round pick Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like they were great he's, on defense as is. So, yeah. at this point, he's doing a uh, a Steve McClendon. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. I don't think he got to drive to his next destination right. from wherever yeah. they were last. But, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's another Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, was asked on uh, 105.3 The Fan if the team has a leadership void. The answer is no. Asked again, he responds, shut up and let me answer that. No. Um, <laughs> um, there's there's a problem on the team. There I, sure is. <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's a leadership problem. Well, there probably will be some kind of a leadership problem because Dak Prescott was probably one of the leaders, and he's not there. So yeah. I would say that's probably a leadership problem. <laughs> probably. Um, Couple more things. I'm not done with Dallas yet. This oh is my gosh. an insane this beginning to this Cowboys day. <laughs> it is. Uh, how inexplicably bad is the NFC East? I mean, we already got over the fact that I was talking trash at two, four, and one. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Eagles 
will become the first team since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger to lead a division after Week 7 with two wins or fewer. In other words, we've reached peak historic dumpster fire level. Yes, and this is all <laughs> I want. <laughs> if anything happens in the NFL this year, it's I want a like five in or four win. I think it's still possible. You can. You I don't can know. I haven't looked team. into it yet, but there was a couple of weeks ago. There was a possibility that four eleven and one could have won the division. I don't know if it's still in the works. I still want. I have to see it. <sighs> I, I, that would be so amazing <laughs> to have somebody who lost that many games and only won four games in the playoffs hosting, hosting. a home game. Yes. Uh, come on. The, this is why I've said it. When when the Seahawks were seven and nine, I said they shouldn't be hosting a home game. No, if you want them in the playoffs, that's fine. fine. But you can't give them a home game. Yeah, they should be seated in order of record, not just division winner. After it comes down to that, because if if you can't win half of your games, you don't deserve to play <laughs> no, at home. You don't deserve and a playoff even, game. But. If you can only win a quarter of your games, like the Eagles might. Then you probably oh shouldn't make the playoffs just flat out. But you can't change it. I feel like the division winner needs to still get in, but it just can't be. It could has to be the lowest seed at that yeah. point. Well, we've done enough defensive bashing. Let's let's bash a little bit of the offense. Ezekiel hmm. Elliott is consistently being mowed over in pass protection. He leads all running backs in fumbles and drops and is averaging a career. Low, 1.9 yards after contact per rush. But at least he's locked up for the next six years. <laughs> so It's all good. It's all good when your offense is clicking. Well, let's when just... When the offense ain't clicking? Let's just go look at Zeke. Uh, I mean, he is still right now, and just barely, the number two fantasy running mm-hmm. back. But it has been going steadily downhill a little bit. Yep. Starts off with 31, 25, 20, and goes up 23, 27. Dak gets hurt 13, 10. Yeah. That's I just, bad. When, when you get 10 points per for a fantasy game, and sometimes that happens here and there, right. even with stud players, but you can tell this is going to continue, a 13 and then a 10. I just want to group together the other people okay. that are around him. Justin Jackson, who didn't look right, I mean, usually he's going to give you more than around 11 points, but he didn't look right. Zach Moss, who's not even really the starter on that team, but who knows who the starter is for the Buffalo Bills. Right. Um, Damian Harris. Yeah. <laughs> this is, and We're going to get to it, I'm sure, but Mike Davis, another stinker. So I have to imagine Chris McCaffrey is going to take oh, yeah. it we'll get the there. moment he comes back, <laughs> which I think he's coming back soon. So we'll probably get to that too. But, uh, yeah, just – Joshua Kelly, there's just uh, who, who else? The JD McKissick. Ooh. I mean, you're grouping these guys around Ezekiel Elliott. That is a sign of really bad things to come. However, however, if if you still trust in it, you still think he's going to come back and do something big for you. You could try to buy low right now because somebody's probably panicking about Zeke. There is definitely a possibility right now that somebody is panicking, and if you've got the somewhat capital to get him, I'm not against it, but we're still talking Mike McCarthy and a running back. If he's not going to get PPR, I I don't see very good things. I've been saying it for the last couple of days. 
The New York Jets need to trade Sam Darnold to the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, and they could win the division with Sam Darnold. Mm. They really could, as long as he learned the system extremely quickly. But which I'm sure he won't, because <laughs> our system, our system is engraved in his head, and it's garbage. So he's just going to be garbage quarterback until he goes somewhere else and well, learns a new system. Did you not but, just tell me yesterday that in the first half, Adam Gase was not the play caller? And they were great in the first half. I mean, they looked good. We weren't great, but we were way better than what I've seen. This, well, everything looked better. Then and he I, took over the play calling. This, <laughs> I was telling you this as the game was happening. I was like, okay. dude, Perryman looks well, good. And then I said, Mims looks good. Yeah. Even the running backs look good. Right. Sam Donald looked good for the first, like, three, four drives or whatever it was. And then the second half happened, and we just looked like garbage again. Well, now the Jets had four yards of total offense in the second yeah. half. That's what I was mm-hmm. getting to. I mean, it wasn't Sam Darnold per se because he looked like a normal average quarterback in the first half. Now that he had a couple of targets, and then Gase apparently took over the play calling or something. And I, I, that's that's a rumor. I don't. I've nobody's confirmed that to me, but okay. I've seen it around so many times. I'm just going to call it true because Adam Gase is just <laughs> a piece of garbage. All and so right. that just absolutely makes no sense why you would do that. We were winning. We were winning. 10 to nothing at one point. Right. And then we just let them score 18 points against yeah, No us. touchdowns, All by though. kicking field yes. goals. Yeah. I was like, Golly. what, two weeks or two weeks in a row or two out of three weeks that a kicker had had six field goals? So Unreal. if you still play in leagues with kickers, uh, you, were, mm-hmm. you were very happy. <laughs> uh, one more thing about the NFC East. We're, we're off the uh, uh, Cowboys right now, but I have a Giants stat. Okay. And that stat is Daniel Jones has four career wins, three of them against Washington. <laughs> Daniel Jones has also 42 interceptions plus fumbles in 20 career games. Jeez, it's not working out. And, and we all kind of thought that he would be okay fantasy-wise this year. We knew the yeah. Giants weren't going to be that great of a team, but my goodness, Daniel Jones did not make any strides, and they look worse than they did last year, in my opinion. Yeah, it's well, the Jets look way worse than we did last year well, as, yeah. as well. I, I think it's <laughs> happening to a lot of teams right now, and it, you you better be careful if you're bad. You don't want to win too many games <laughs> because if you really want a different quarterback, the same with the Jets, the Giants, whoever, if we don't want Sam Donald, you better just keep Adam Gates. At this point, I just want Adam Gates to stay because – I don't think Sam Darnold can give us anything. I honestly think he was ruined. I watched the game, and he's back there holding on to the ball forever and ever. Now, that might be the scheme. That might be the the way that the guys are running routes and how the scheme is. But I I really want to see Sam Darnold be successful. But I don't think it's going to be with the Jets. No. More than likely not. Well, I just throw my hands up in the air now. I'm just done. All right. We still got one more NFC East tidbit. And this is a very interesting one to think about. Eagles tight end Zach Ertz. There was Mm -hmm. a lot of interest right before he got put on IR. A lot of interest in a trade. And the sources indicated that at least two teams, the Packers and the Ravens, had made offers right before he was put on IR. And, you know, as an Eagles fan, I would be be sad to see Zach Ertz go. But I completely understand why they would be open to moving him right now. Of not course, just because yeah. he's been 
not great this year, but we have a propensity of finding good tight ends, and we still have Dallas Goddard as long as he comes back and doesn't mm-hmm. have a major injury. And even Richard Rodgers in this system looked good. I had him in a couple of lineups over yes, the know. weekend, and I was like, oh, yes, you know, I'm sorry. I apologize for my crappy team beating your team this yeah. week. Um, but, yeah, so it would have been interesting to see, one, the Green Bay Packers don't use their tight end a lot. Yes, we've had a couple of good games out of Robert Tanyan, and that would have been a, yeah. a, a, a weird fit. But obviously, as good a tight end as Zach Ertz is, they would have found him a way to get they in the They did him went to the ball, yeah. The other For one, sure. the Ravens. If he would have went to the Ravens, you said it before the show started, it would yeah. have been the next coming of Gronk and Aaron Hernandez in an offense because you know yeah. that – Harbaugh would have schemed two tight ends on the field at all times. All the time, yep, yep. And it would have worked. It, it would have worked. It really it, would have. Exactly, it's exactly what Jackson needs. He needs them guys. He does need something. Been, <laughs> uh, that's why he's been so successful with uh, Andrews, uh, except for maybe last week, or not this last week, but two weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, it's just kind of he needs that guy, that big guy over the middle, short passes, longer passes. Yeah. He needs that guy, and it can't just be um, Brown the entire time. It has to be other guys as well, and that's why I think that would have been a spectacular place <laughs> yes. for Zach Ertz to go. And who but knows, maybe when he uh, he might still get traded. I don't know if somebody's willing to you know take him on. He has to he has to fat pass a physical though, and I don't think oh, he can. Oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that yeah. one. Oh well. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of the Packers. There's one guy on the Packers that has been absolutely ridiculous every time he's set foot on the field. Again, I apologize for this person basically a big part of beating you this week. Oh, Devontae man. Adams three guys. has played three and a half games, and he is still 13th at wide receiver. And that's <laughs> what this uh, says. Let's look at him in the flag league because he might even be better than that in the flag mm. league. Devontae Adams, where is he? I, why am I not? So, oh, there he's 14th in fantasy yeah. points and only two points behind DK Metcalf for 13th, and he's only played three and a half games. He yep. has a 43, a 46, and then two games where he got knocked out of, basically. That's it. A 12 and a 7. Like, holy yep. crap. That is a lot of points out of wide receivers, so... It- is it just me, or is it this last game anyway? Every time Rodgers went back to pass, Adams was wide open. It, I, mean, I just feel like he was just wide open every single time. Yeah, I don't know if it was a, a bad defensive scheme, a bad set of cornerbacks, but yeah, Devontae be, Adams did know. whatever he felt like doing. And right, exactly. That's good because in the podcast league, which we are still undefeated, we have Rodgers mm. and Adams as our top two guys, so that's, we are uh, writing yes. that one out the rest <laughs> of the year. Uh, well, since we're in talking about the Packers, let's talk about the Bears because Ooh. they are an Ooh. interesting one, and uh, – Brian Greasy has just said that Nick Foles told ESPN crew that sometimes Nagy sends in a play call and Foles already knows it won't work because he won't have enough time after the snap. (laughs) That could be the reason why we're not seeing a lot of deep 
plays working for Nick Foles because you know he has a beautiful deep ball. He can throw it, yeah. but he's got to have time because he's not a scrambler and he needs to be able to pinpoint that ball down the field because he, he had a couple of deep balls in that game last night that were caught, but they weren't exactly placed in the best of positions. <laughs> yes. Um, I'd say this. If he doesn't think it's going to work, he needs to take the reins and just audible out of it and just say, screw you. That's I know not, it's not Nick work. Foles. He's such a wholesome, he, like. <laughs> he he has to audible out of it. If it's not going to work, he has to be the guy to take the reins and say, this is my team. The more you, f- you give the coaches the reins, the more they're going to say, we can do whatever we want. And if we want to take you out to put in whatever his face is, Mitchell Trubisky, then we're going to do it. And I don't think they're going to do that right now. But it's just he he has to be the winner. Yeah. He can't just be relying on the coaches to win games. Now, while reading about this, because I thought it was just uh, the first time I'd ever really heard of somebody saying that about their coach and their play calling, at least not out loud per se, but mm-hmm. reading about this, there was a time, and I saw it, the video of it, Jay Cutler, back when Mike Marks was their offensive coordinator, the same things were happening, yeah. and you could see him, you know, looking in his helmet, and uh, you know, thinking about what's going on, and you see his eyes roll, uh, and he goes in there, and he goes <laughs> to the huddle, and he calls the play, and then he yells at the sideline, F you, Marks. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'd never seen that before. How did I miss that one? Like he yeah. knew he was going to get crushed and he was like, <sighs> that was just the typical thing that he did. <laughs> that was him in a nutshell. Like whether or not it was that or going on the sideline cause your knee hurts or whatever it was that was hurting that one game and right. he didn't, couldn't finish the game. And then all of a sudden he's on the bicycle and everybody's like, well, if you're good enough to be on the bicycle, why aren't <laughs> yeah. you on the field? So it's just the typical way he was. I, I, I never liked him at a quarterback. At all, all right. Really? We got one more NFC North <laughs> piece of news. <laughs> and this is a uh how do i put this This is this is a tiny thing to think about in the grand scheme of things but it is proving you right in a certain way okay yes i like yeah yeah yeah, you like where this is going i'm sure um because there was a certain person before the the year started that you were liked and i liked Mm -hmm. as well but i was not going to give them credit until i saw it happen Okay. I'm talking about the Detroit Lions, and oh, this has a little bit to do with DeAndre Swift because yeah, he's, as, as he's been playing well, not getting as many touches as somebody would like in fantasy football, but yeah. he's doing the most with them. But on top of that, the Detroit Lions as a team have not fumbled mm. this season. Think about what I just They have not fumbled That's, this season. Yeah. Not, you know, they haven't fumbled in a few games. No quarterbacks, no running backs, no no fumbles. Zero lost, zero recovered. The Lions are the first team in 30 seasons without a single fumble seven games into the season. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, now that we've talked about it, five times. (laughs) But on the opposite end of that, I don't have the teams in front of me. Six teams 
though, have fumbled 10 or more times this season. Wow. Which, uh, I, like I said, it, it speaks volumes of DeAndre Swift's play because even as a rookie, he hasn't been fumbling. So that's maybe gaining the trust of the coaches. Okay, we can put him out there more. But nobody's fumbling, so it's not like, like oh, yeah, well, hey, you go sit down. But um, He's actually been really consistent. Even, even the weeks where he wasn't, you know, the guy, he's still not getting all the touches. So let's just be honest. But he's been 15 points per game, basically, on average. Yeah. He had one really bad game where he got, like, almost nothing, like three points. And then he obviously the bye week. But on average, 15 points per game is exactly what you want to get yeah. out of a running back. So For he's sure. doing really well. All right. Well, one little bit of news before we get to something that I've been waiting for for a long time. The Ravens are signing wide receiver Des Bryant to the practice squad. Here we go. (laughs) (sighs) There was rumors last year that he was going to sign with the Ravens for something, and it never materialized, but here we go. Des Mm -hmm. Bryant is going to be on a football team again. Just the practice squad. We'll see how he looks. (laughs) But it can't hurt to at least give him a try because the Ravens don't have wide receivers that are very, like, playmaking. If he, yeah, if he can be anywhere close to where he was, he's going to be a help. And he's one of them. He's bigger. He's fast, obviously, and he can – you know, drop balls at the at the five yard line against the Packers. So, um, yeah, that's what he can do. That's what he can do. Browns. So, yeah. speaking of wide receivers coming back in the NFL, and now it's time for twat. This week's Antonio Troubles. Mm. Is it really troubles? Is it really troubles? It's yet? troubles for Bruce Arians because I don't think he <laughs> wants him there. He said back in March, I think it was, nope, he doesn't need to be here. He doesn't fit. I don't want him in my locker room. And Tom Brady kind of paraded for him. And now Bruce Arians is like, if he starts some crap about talking about not getting enough targets, we're not putting up with it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Every week we're going to have more again. (laughs) The, The first thing he says that sounds like a complaint to me, if I'm Bruce Arians, he's gone. He's gone. Well, I don't need him. You're, you're winning games. You don't have to have him. And that's why I don't understand about Tom Brady right now. I mean, obviously, I don't think Godwin's going to play next week. Right. Uh, that's what I read earlier. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't matter because I don't think Antonio Brown's even eligible to play next week. But if he comes back and he's going to be anywhere close to where he was because he was good for the one week that he had him, that Tom Brady had him <laughs> He last will be year. eligible just because it's only five days. So Monday uh, through Friday okay. is a five-day period. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so it, he's going to have some time. I, I guarantee you he's going to just be in the huddle. He's not going to load the playbook yet. And just he's going to say, all right, you got to do a post pattern. Right, do a, do a, little, a little slant this time. <laughs> like, he's not going to know the stuff, but he's going to be out there probably a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't know how successful he'll be. Especially when Godwin is on the field and Evans is on the field and Gronkowski is on the field because he's been getting a lot better. He has been. If if they're all four out there, expect Tom Brady to just dish it out to all of them. Oh, so sure. I wouldn't imagine that they're all going to get, uh, either one of them is going to get a fantastic numbers. I think it's going to be a lot more of a, 
he gave me 15 points, which is good enough, but yeah, it's that, not gonna that's be, fine. It's not going to be a 25, 30 point game. Well, and it's not like you drafted Antonio Brown as a top five, you know, overall ah, yeah. draft pick Absolutely. this year. So yeah. if you can get double digit points out of him as a, sure. oh, I needed some help and that's great, uh, then yep. then you're fine. But um, even guys like Mike Evans, has, he's not been great this year. True. He, he had two it's decent true. games, uh, two mediocre games, and two bad games so far. Or three bad games, sorry. <laughs> so I don't know what's up with Mike Evans because it's not like Tom Brady has lost it. He has definitely been slinging it all over the place this year. But I, I the think last, the last three games of Mike Evans has not been good. No, not. 13, 2, and 6. It's mm. not anywhere close to what you were drafting him at. No. And this is kind of what we were saying before. We, we expected there to be some kind of a fall-off between Mike Evans and Godwin, and we've seen that so far. We I thought maybe it wouldn't be both of them, um, and I thought one of them would go crazy still, but it, Godwin still hasn't. Obviously, he's missed a couple weeks. He's missing this next week. But so, he's averaged um... 17 Seven, points a game points. and his least uh, amount of points scored is a 10. He's got a 10, a 16, an 18, and a 25. So he's when been he's been on the field, he's been fine. It's yeah. just he's missed three full he's games. games. Yeah. So, yeah, you can't. It's going to be four him. now. Yeah, it will be four now if he yeah. doesn't play this week, which it definitely sounds like he's not. Uh, but, yeah, there you go, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Antonio Brown's one-year deal with Tampa has a max value of $2.5 million. It includes a $750,000 bonus for a Super Bowl win and three $250,000 bonuses, one for receptions, one for yards, and one for TDs. The remaining $1 million is in base salary and roster bonuses. So it's not Mm -hmm. like he's making a ton of money. If he has his head clear, and it sounds like he's been doing all the right things, and that's what (laughs) we were hoping for. We're we're not trying to make fun of Antonio Brown all the time, but it was an absolute just nightmare of situation for everybody involved with AB last year all the way up until now. It does sound like he's doing okay. But yeah, <laughs> I, I have to, before we continue, I have to, con- I have to talk about this thing. I saw in a uh, Facebook group thing for okay. fantasy football. Somebody said, I just picked up Antonio Brown or something. Somebody said with Antonio Brown going to the Buccaneers or something like that. Mm-hmm. They said, should I drop Chris Godwin? I was like, what? <laughs> what? Are you serious? Oh. What kind of question is that? You don't just drop Chris Godwin. You don't want him, trade him. That, what the heck is that? That makes zero sense. I couldn't no, believe it. But you said it was in a Facebook group, so you never know what you're going to find in one of those yeah. groups. There's so many people that are so ignorant. We could have a whole episode just finding the dumb questions. Literally could. It literally could. We may it's have to do a, a bonus could, episode on that. They could just come here and listen to Fantasy Fuel, and they don't have to ask their questions on Facebook anymore. You would think so, but... <laughs> Somehow we haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> Not quite. We're All right. There. We're getting there. Uh, let's do a quick rundown of last week's game. Some of the highlights. We'll start with the uh, roller coaster of a Thursday night game. I was watching that as an Eagles fan, and it started off great. Score touchdown right away. I'm like, okay, that's what <laughs> I've been waiting for. And then for two and a half quarters, I'm like, 
what is going on here i'm angry i just got my new computer desk i wanted to put it together but i was too angry i was like i don't even want to do this anymore and then with six minutes left in the game all of a sudden we looked like an elite football team just passed all over the place bop 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 and the mini uh mini man of the hour was boston scott the uh semi darren sproles who caught an amazing pass thrown by Carson Wentz just could not have been in a better spot I don't even know how you get it to Boston Scott in the end zone like it was and if you had Boston Scott because you had Miles Sanders on the bench because of his injury you were thrilled with what you got uh Travis what's the word on Miles Sanders uh you know I believe we have a bye coming up so that's why or maybe no no, week nine is a bye bye this week yeah we do not have a bye this week um I will have to look really quick <laughs> because I need to know about Miles Sanders just like so everybody do else I. does. So let's find the Philadelphia It's a little Eagles early news, before people. But, you know, um, not seeing anything. <laughs> yeah, not really seeing anything. It's probably just kind of a day-to-day thing. I see stuff about Deshaun Jackson going on in the IR because of the – crappy just stupid late hit uh which was the same guy who had a late hit in a different uh drive but jalen rieger's expected back so (laughs) we get one we lose one we get one we lose one um but we will keep you posted on the Miles sanders situation because i'm not seeing anything that's important yeah that's important just the week seven news so all right, uh, but other than that, you know, Richard Rodgers, uh, Richard Rogers, like I said earlier, he did great, and mm-hmm. I think he'll be fine again this week if you need to stream a tight end. Uh, I'd be more than thrilled to put him in the lineup because I'm not sure Dallas Goddard's quite coming back. I'm hearing that you'll probably keep him out until after the bye as well just to be yep. on the safe side, which sucks, yep. but, you know. Um, Travis Fulgham's great. Greg Ward even had a good day. I mean, it was it was just a good all-around day for Eagles offense. But on the yep. other side, Devonta Freeman got hurt almost right away, which sucked because he was doing okay as a running mm-hmm. back fill-in. Sterling Shepard had a touchdown. Golden Tate had one catch for a touchdown. And Daniel Jones, of course, ran for 80 yards and stumbled over his own feet. And <laughs> that play will now go down in infamy. Uh. Not quite as bad as a butt fumble, but because no. the Giants are so terrible this year, that will be a meme for years to come. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I've seen the meme with you know, Metcalf running down what's his face for the after the what we thought thought was a pick six. Oh we've yeah, seen Metcalf just. I've seen memes with that one. I just the internet right now is perfect social media knows exactly <laughs> what to do when things like that happen oh, yeah. and i love it i love it. i even saw one where they mixed it together yes they mixed it together and i was like this is just perfect do you Two remember things i don't know how many years ago it was now i don't know if it was buffalo wild wings or one of those types of restaurants <laughs> where they had one. the i would the only thing better would be if this game goes into overtime and so they flicked the switch and they tripped the guy running down the field i saw one that was mixed perfectly with that daniel jones run and that yeah, was I saw that too. it made my whole perfect. night <laughs> it really it's, did. Just, it's perfect it was like it was edited exactly for that commercial it was it really it was. really was it was perfect <laughs> 
Uh, we touched on it earlier, but we'll stick with New York because the Bills played the Jets, and it was just an all-around not very good game fantasy-wise. We got no. Cole Beasley had a great day. Oh, yeah, heck yeah, uh, which was great because I actually started him. I still ended up losing mm. because I had issues. The reason I'm starting Cole Beasley is because I had issues in the first place, yeah. and this was by far his best week, so I'm glad I started him. But, yeah, it just didn't work out still. Yep. Um, on the bright side for the Jets, LaMichael Pirine got his first ever touchdown. He yeah. actually got some touches, 11 carries for 39 yards and two catches. So maybe Starting we'll get to, to see like more of him. Yeah, I, I think we're going to see a little bit more of him. I don't know whether or not <laughs> it's going to be still like a 50-50 thing because – from what I know, he got 11 attempts. So let me look at. And Gore had 11 Frank as Gore. well. Okay, so it's, it's 50 50. Yeah. That's pretty much what I was expecting to see. But yes, no. it's, uh, I imagine that's what Gase is doing right now. I was fairly happy. Um, I did some DFS stuff and I put Denzel Mims into one lineup because he was so mm -hmm. ridiculously cheap. He was only like 3,100 and he got four for 42. So I got eight points out of him for only 3,100, yep. which is you, you can't ask for more than that from a guy who's only 3,100. So, well, listen, if, if the second half we would have actually done anything, yes. you would probably got double that Yeah, because this was all in the first half and Mims looked great. He really did. I think I just I saw him doing the thing. His first catch in the NFL, though, he got hit pretty hard. I was Ooh. like, oh, no, this don't do this right now. But he got right back up, and I was like, okay, I really like what I'm seeing out of Mims. I like what I saw from the two catches that I saw out of Perryman. Mm -hmm. I like the guys we have. I just think yeah. it's just – it's just this complete garbage coaching, regardless of who's calling the plays. It's the scheme. It's right, not right. who's calling the plays, and the scheme is on Adam Gase. But whatever, let's just lose all our games, get the number one pick, and if Darnold, <laughs> if we don't go with whoever quarterback is, it's gonna whether or not Trevor Lawrence stays in college because he doesn't want to be a Jet, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. We just need to get rid of Adam Gase. So once that happens, yeah then maybe if it's Sam Donald, if it's Trevor Lawrence, we'll have a different scheme and the Jets will be good, or yep. at least not 0-16. So let's move to a team that has been an absolute joke for a number of years. <laughs> they've started off really well, but in their couple of losses, they've looked really bad, and this was a weird game. Um, obviously, it, you never know what to expect when the Browns and the Bengals play. Uh, <laughs> this was just I, – I don't even know how to explain it because – Every time you looked, something else was happening. I mean, I didn't take Baker Mayfield or anybody on the Browns this week. I almost put Harrison Bryant in one. I was like, ooh, that could be a good one. Like, no, I mean, that's that's too obvious of like a sleeper type <laughs> tight end pick. And then he goes off for four for 56 and two nuts. touchdowns. I'm like, man, that I figures. kept getting notifications because I had Landry. <laughs> oh. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, OBJ is out. This is perfect. Yeah, and notification. Perfect. And then another notification, another, the, where's Landry? Mm, and he did fine. He was but okay. But it's like, good, <laughs> good night. I couldn't believe it. Yep. I really couldn't. And it was unreal. I, sh I should have taken our own advice and put Harrison Bryant in because we just got done talking that the Browns had a lot of target share towards their tight ends. And even Njoku had a touchdown on three targets. So, they're still throwing towards the tight end in Cleveland. The target share is there. I did, yep. however, on the Cle or the Cincinnati side of the ball, I took in one DFS, I took Joe Burrow, 
Tyler Boyd and AJ Green all in the same DFS lineup because <laughs> I figured can it was going to be a scorer. Can I just say something? Mm. I think Joe Burrow is a really good quarterback. Yeah, of course. And I think he's getting <laughs> he's getting very unlucky. He's not winning games when I feel like he could be winning these games. It's just the defense isn't allowing him no. to get the games. I don't think their defense is anywhere close to good enough no. to be a playoff team. No. But if that defense was just average or above average, they would really be considered for, to be a playoff team. Gerald Burrow is throwing the ball like a crazy person some of these, some of these games. He had one really bad game, right. and then he had like three – pretty good games yes. I mean, the guy is number of, he's 13th overall quarterback right now so right. you have to imagine with a better defense this team would be really good and i i was racking my brain when i was doing that lineup i was like i want to take two of the cincinnati wide receivers and aj green's been doing good i was like, i want to get him yep. in there yep. but i really want tyler boy he was like but t higgins been doing really good which one well it didn't <laughs> matter i could have played any two of the three and still had a good week dfs wise i probably would have been better if i had done higgins instead of aj green but i can't be mad that aj green got me 15 points in a ppr when mm-hmm. he probably only cost like 5100 so that That's was fine true. uh giovanni bernard apparently can yeah. be a fill-in if Joe Mixon <laughs> is going to be out for any number of weeks. He had five catches for 59 yards and a touchdown. Granted, they only ran the ball 21 times total as a team, and Burrow was six of those, and he got the rushing touchdown. But Geo did get a decent number of touches, so he's not a bad option right now if you still If you having, have to, yeah. yeah if you have to. Um, but, yeah, Baker Mayfield finally had a good quarterback game where he was the one that threw all the touchdowns and did everything Mm -hmm. and they needed him to because they had to come back and win 37 to 34 and uh what's weird is he didn't even have 300 yards passing but got the five touchdowns so it it was still a good game but it just it didn't look right when i'm looking at the stats i'm like man he got a lot of points but he didn't have a ton of yards and uh, I, I must apologize for uh, all those people out there that took Dearness Johnson off of <laughs> free agency because he has been basically non-existent except for that That's one so game that yeah. Nick Chubb got hurt in. Kareem Hunt has been you would the ex- guy. You would expect, I wasn't expecting him to be that good off of that one game. Right. I was expecting him to get touches. They're not even giving him the ball. It's, just, it's a very strange way to acclimate somebody into the offense the moment somebody goes down and then not use them for the rest of the year. (laughs) It's just really weird, and that's really hard to predict. It is. Now, something that I predicted um, for DFS-wise was a bunch of points out of the Packers and the Texans. I was Mm -hmm. mostly right. Uh, (laughs) My stacks in this game were Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and I took Deshaun Watson and Randall Cobb. And I can't mm-hmm. believe I got eight catches for 95 yards out of Randall Cobb. <laughs> I, I stayed away from Will Fuller. He got the touchdown, but when Jair Alexander was on him, I think he only had like yeah. one catch yeah. uh, for not many yards. So I was right to stay away from Fuller in that aspect, but he did get the touchdown to make his day at least worth it. Uh, mm-hmm. David Johnson finally got uh, a receiving touchdown, so he was worth it. Uh, he had just enough touches where he was good. He had 42 yards on the ground and 42 yards in the air. And not enough. as awesome as we want him to be, but he's still nope. staying nope. good enough to keep him in your lineup. So yep. 
Uh, another guy we, I believe we talked about on Sunday morning was put Jamal Williams in your lineup. I don't care mm. where you've got him. Just put him in your lineup. He's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. He had four catches for 37 yards and 77 yards on the ground and a touchdown. That is yep. well worth it. I had him in a couple of DFS lineups. So yep. it, it was it was a good day all around for the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers got back doing what Aaron Rodgers did. So uh, whatever reason, Tampa Bay had his number, and <laughs> hopefully we stay and back on track. I think we can go ahead and say that the Packers are not ready to use A.J. Dillon in any good no. amount of snaps. Uh, he is just not getting anywhere close to what I predicted at the beginning of the season. And that's why I was a little down on uh well I can't even think Aaron, Jones. Right now. Aaron Jones because um I was just thinking they drafted AJ Dillon early. I'm expecting them right. to make him uh, uh, you know put him in the lineup a few times, but they're just they're not ready to do that. And whether or not they just don't like what they're seeing or they're just saying we we have guys right now. You just sit back and learn the offense and get everything right and then we'll We'll go on from there, but um, I think AJ Dillon, somebody in in a dynasty, I would still be considering to go out and you know buy cheap because somebody's probably willing to just let him go yeah. if you package him right. It's very possible. Well, let's move on to the stinker game of the week for most people was the Cowboys <laughs> and the Washington Football Team. Oh. Uh, Andy Dalton was horrible, and then he got concussed, and Ben DiNucci had to come in, which. He more than likely is going to be the starter this coming week because even if the Cowboys sign somebody, they might not sign him in time for that five-day period to be over. So mm. it's probably going to be Ben DiNucci, and I do not know what to think for anybody but maybe Amari Cooper because he was the only one that did anything for the Cowboys. Yeah, if you're really looking to... <laughs> buy low this is the time to buy low on somebody like cd lamb but then at the same time you're thinking do i even <laughs> do want I? to play him yes like, but he would be the one that i would say might give you something if everything works out and the quarterback <laughs> isn't garbage now that's i mean this whole team just looks i was telling my cowboy friend at work saying i honestly and I'm not I'm not being funny here. It's always funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. But as I'm not trying to be funny, but I think the Jets could beat the Cowboys. I really do. I heard he like, an analyst. I don't think say I don't think you're too. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is I do they get to play because, them this year or not? No. Oh, okay. Um not unless we both make the playoffs. Oh okay. and make the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> okay. No. Then I guess not. But it, the reason I say that is because the Dallas Cowboys defense is so bad that even the Jets can score on them, and all they got to do is score ten points, yeah, and that's it. That's they're not going to score more than ten <laughs> points. The Cowboys defense or the Cowboys offense is terrible right now without Dak. That's right. And the Jets defense isn't that bad to where we can't stop them. It could be maybe a ten to ten game, and then the Jets will drive and kick a field goal at the end of the game. I could see that <laughs> happening. Oh. That might happen. I would love to see it again, but let's just do an exhibition game after the season's over. Right. I want to see who wins that game. <laughs> but the Cowboys defense is so bad that they let Kyle Allen throw for two yep. touchdowns. Antonio Gibson had his best game of the year, 128 yep. yards and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin did his thing. Logan Thomas had four for 60 and a touchdown. And that is all Washington needed to do to put them away. And they basically put them away early because there was nothing happening 
for yeah. Dallas Cowboys. So what do you what do you do with Logan Thomas right now? <sighs> I think because he's still a situational play because a good defense is not going to let Kyle Allen do what they did to the Cowboys. I agree. I mean, he's on buying this next week too. So okay, I just it's it's somebody I want to watch. Yep. I want to watch real close because he's probably available in most places. He very well so could be. So yeah. if you're in a situation where tight end is that, again, it's another position. Every year it's the Every same year. thing. <laughs> you're looking for a tight end to fill in the gaps because you don't have anything that's working. If you got something that's working, you're feeling really happy about it. Another guy that I was wrong about because I'm looking at Logan Thomas's stats right here, mm-hmm. and he is just underneath Hunter Henry. Wow. I was dead wrong. And I mean, he gives you, he gives you a ten, an average of 10 points per game, but it's not what I was hoping for. I really thought he was going to get a lot more than this. I mean, last week he had five and a half points, not where, anywhere no. close. So it's a, we're wrong sometimes, and I was dead wrong on that one. All right. Well, we <laughs> will move to a game where you were happy about something, but it ended up costing them in the end. I'm talking about <laughs> Todd Gurley's second touchdown of the game, and he knew what he did, and there still should have been no reason for the Falcons to give up that game. Yeah, but they did it again. They yep. lost to the Detroit Lions on the last play of the game. TJ they have Hawkinson. to be the worst. Oh man! Since since choking in the Super Bowl and the Patriots, they have been choking ever since. They it, cannot get out of their own way. Yeah. They just continue to do the same stuff. And this one, this one's bad. For me, as personally, I had Todd Gurley in the flag right. league. So I'm really I'm really <laughs> happy that it, he got the touchdown. I was like, yay. And then in the bigger money league, I'm going against Hawkinson. I was like, oh, if no. he doesn't catch that touchdown, I probably win. That, that should have never even happened. And so now I'm thinking I lost in the flag league. <laughs> so the Todd Gurley thing didn't even help me. Mm-hmm. If I would have just said, screw it, I'll lose in the flag league, I would have taken the win mm-hmm. in the other league. But no, didn't happen. <laughs> Goodness sakes, Todd Gurley. I'm trading you away just because of that. Just because no, he's been solid. He's, he's been solid. He's been fine. I mean, he's not averaging great, but again, he gets his 60 yards on the ground from 20 carries and gets two touchdowns. So you're like, no, all right, I'll take it. It's fine with me. Um, I mean, you say he's not averaging great, and that's based off of the fact that he we're used to get him getting like 30 points per game right. from what he was getting three years ago. 18 points a game is not. No, that I bad. mean, average really as yards per carry. Is what I'm talking okay, about. I hear He's you. only I getting hear like three, yeah, yeah, yeah. three and a half yards per carry. You know, he yeah, gets his twenty carries for sixty yards. You're like, if that was a real, if that was my football team, I'd be like, we need a new running back. He can only get three yards a carry. That's not even a first down on three carries. So <laughs> no, you know, that's why I just go for it on fourth down every time. Right. Wait. Wait. Can I just say this because I, no, I didn't do another. I did not do another episode of the Back yeah, Radio Show. So I have to get this off my chest. Okay. We were we were playing good football. And it was in the first half, and we got down to where we could have kicked the field goal. And I was like, all right, let's kick the field goal. But, yeah, it was fourth and one, and we decided to go for it. It was like, okay, if we're going to go for it, please don't be a run up the middle. <laughs> and all of a sudden, 
run up the middle. I'm like, what is happening? It's every single time it's a fourth and one, we go up the middle. Yep. Every, every time. time. Every time. It's right. so predictable. I can't stand it. All right. Anyway, since since you had to get that off your chest, I'm going to get this off my chest. <laughs> now, I have loved over the past few years, ever since we had Doug Peterson as a coach for the Eagles, the amount of times he goes for two, the situations he goes for two or goes for it on fourth down. I like it. It's been a very successful way of doing things. Yeah. But these last couple of weeks, every single one of those situations, it's like, I know what's coming. And if I know what's coming, the defense <laughs> knows what's coming. We went for that two-point conversion late in the game, and it was a QB keeper that didn't yeah. even develop. And I'm like, why are we putting all of our faith on a run from the quarterback with a goal line defense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I know we've been successful, but that was with our old offensive line, not these guys that just have come off a bus from who knows where. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so we got those off our chest. We're good to go for now. <laughs> okay. uh, but we're we good, were talking we're... about DeAndre Swift earlier, and he was okay this game. It was nothing yeah. spectacular, but he only got nine carries and four catches. So when you get, you know, 10 plus points out of 13 touches, that's okay. And you're feeling good about that. Yeah. But we'd like to see him start getting more touches because Adrian Peterson is still getting more carries than DeAndre Swift, and it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Now, the Lions are 3-3, three and three, and they just traded for Everson Griffin, so maybe they think they got something going. But we'll see. That NFC North is not going to be easy, even though the Bears aren't as good yeah. as we think yep. they are. Um, mm -hmm. let's move on to new Orleans at Carolina, uh, Ooh. Teddy Bridgewater. Fun. He had another good game. Um, but Mike Davis kind of laid a stinker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Didn't even get double digits out of him in a PPR league. He had five catches, but he couldn't do anything anywhere. It was, it was a pretty good defensive effort by the saints, even though they let the Panthers score 24 points. Uh, DJ Moore had a great game. Robbie Anderson hold on, still hold on, good. hold on, hold what, on. You what, can't what? just you can't you can't just do that. What? And what say Mike Davis didn't have a great game and then completely go over the fact that McCaffrey could still play this next week. <laughs> he could play. <laughs> We're kidding, He's man. not ruled out yet. He's did not you see ruled what out he yet. did today when he showed up to practice? He showed up with a red no contact jersey on. And like, oh, yeah, doesn't that means he doesn't get to practice. And then he took it off and put on a regular jersey. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy. Here we go. But it is a Thursday night game. So they have He's to make not the decision ruled out from what soon. Now, I only have one league where I have Christian McCaffrey and Mike Davis, but I would really, really like something concrete. Like, oh, for sure. I don't want to have to play both of them. Just have to wait till the game starts. <laughs> no, you're not playing both. Just wait till the game starts. If McCaffrey is active and they're saying he's going to play, you don't play Mike Davis yeah. and you play McCaffrey. You just have to, regardless yeah. of what happens. You got to. But speaking of really, really good running backs, the best mm -hmm. running back in fantasy football this year, be it from other people's injuries or lack of – Scoring, yeah. whatever you want to say, but by far the best running back this year so far has been Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And he did his thing, 83 yards on the ground, eight catches, 65 yards. No touchdowns, but in a PPR league, he still scores over 20 in that format. So just fine. And 
One yep. guy that I played in two leagues, and I won in both of those leagues, one being the podcast league and one being the flag league, Deontay Harris. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Four for 46 of the touchdown. Yeah. I was like, how? This is the one time I've played him all year in two leagues just because I didn't have much else. And uh, when they said Emmanuel Sanders wasn't going to play and Michael Thomas Hill, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is as good a shot as any. And there you go, Deontay <laughs> Harris. He did me just fine. Here's the thing with <laughs> Kamara. Okay, I just want to go back. In. Okay. I'm not worried about Harris at yeah, all. Yeah, I know. But with Kamara, he's doing so well right now, right? But – once Michael Thomas comes back, and I heard that he might not even play this next week, so it's getting kind of ridiculous with Michael right. Thomas. But if Michael Thomas can come back and be healthy, and you still have Emmanuel Sanders out there, who now is not going to have this COVID thing on him in, in, in a couple of weeks. So give Kamara one more week of maybe these ridiculous numbers, but then once they're both back on this team, you have to expect that's not going to be such a ridiculous number anymore because – Drew Brees is going to find Thomas and Sanders, and it's going to work better. It's going to be a better, um, what's the word for it? Uh, I'm going to say system, for lack of a better yeah. word. It's going to be a better system for the Saints so that they can do more things than just give it to Kamara, 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 regardless if it's a throw or if it's a run. It, they're giving it to him a lot. and He's get, he's capitalizing on it. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. But just saying, and they're winning. It's not like they're not winning. Mm-hmm. But they have weapons there that could take away from the spotlight from Kamara, just a smidge to where you're not going to get them numbers every single time you're playing them now. So you have to consider getting really big capital. <laughs> if you're really to trade them off right now, because somebody might be willing to pay a ridiculous amount for that. But are you willing to take that away from your team as well? Because if you need help at the wide receiver position, this would be a perfect little thing. You want you want Kamara? I'll give you him, but you got to give me this guy who's solid and this guy who's pretty solid as well, and then your team is actually better because now you're not trying to fill a hole every time in your wide, wide receiver position or your tight end position or your other running back position. That way you have something solid, and your team could be better throughout the rest of the year just because you got rid of the best running back in the league right now. It could be. I, myself, personally, would not put any stock in Kamara going down right now because I have no faith in Michael Thomas coming back this year and doing well. I have a very bad feeling about Michael Thomas. And as long as he is not him, Kamara is going to be the best running back in football. So myself, I would keep Kamara. But again, if you could trade him for a haul, and it makes your team more solid across the board. That's what that's I all I'm saying. I can't argue I'm, with you. Right. But right. myself and I don't have any shares of Kamara because I did not get high enough in any drafts this year to get one of those big names, which was probably a good thing because <laughs> most of you them You could have got Saquon or uh, McCaffrey exactly. and you're just kicking yourself right now. Now, one guy I do have multiple shares on played in the next game which was a great game, and I think it still should have went the other way. The Battle of the Unbeatens, the Steelers, and the Titans. And the one guy I have a bunch of shares of, you all know, it's Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And he did fine. He got the touchdown late, and that's all that matters against that amazing Steelers defense. Yeah. So I, mean, I was, was happy to get what I got out of Derrick Henry because he had two catches for negative three yards. So I wasn't <laughs> getting anything extra there. But he was fine. 
AJ Brown was amazing. Even Corey Davis coming back from the COVID thing or whatever injury. I forget yep. what, exactly what it was. He's okay. He's getting a ton of targets. I am sold on Corey Davis for the remainder yeah, of this year. At this year. point, you pretty much are. And, and that's this not might, something I ever thought I would say. If if you would have told me at, at week seven, Corey Davis, obviously he's missed like three weeks to yeah. buy. But if you would have told me he's averaging 15 points a game, I, I would have laughed at you. And I would have right. said, you mean five points per game? <laughs> 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 that's what I would have thought. But here we are, Corey Davis somebody doing pretty well, really pretty well. I mean, I would maybe not five points a game. I would have said something a little higher than that. Mm-hmm. But averaging 15 points per game is by far exactly what you want out of him. And you probably got him um, either off the waiver wire or really late in your draft. Oh, sure. Um, on the Steelers' side of this game, James Conner was fine. Uh, nothing yeah. spectacular. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger threw the ball 49 times, had two touchdowns, three interceptions. That's the stat that kind of got me is – how did the yeah. Steelers pull this one out when they gave the ball away as much as they did? But Deontay, Deontay Johnson, Johnson was amazing. That's unreal. Even Juju had a good game, which we yeah. needed out of him in the podcast league because, you know, without our second quarterback in that one every week until somebody shows up, we need guys like Juju to keep having decent games. So, um, somebody's got to tell me what the heck's happening with Chase Claypool all of a sudden. Just because Johnson comes back, he's going to get negative .2 points. Uh, he had what the catch, heck is happening? Catch for negative two yards, and I don't know what else happened there, but it was just one of those. They have so many good weapons that he was probably yes. taken out of the game plan, or the other guys were just doing so much. Ben Roethlisberger is not a guy who locks on somebody unless no, it was but, Antonio Brown, and even then he was yeah. able to make multiple receivers good. So it, it's not going to be a necessity that Chase Claypool is going to be you got to get him the ball. You got to get him the ball. Yeah, he can he's be just, amazing, but he's really talented. And I think Juju's on his way out. So I mean, I guess the more that Juju does well, the better for him. Because at at this point, he's going to probably be on a different team next year. That's obviously my prediction. But I can't imagine he's coming back when you got Claypool and Deontay Johnson on the right. same team. I think they're both really talented. So. I All think right. that team's going to be good as long as Roethlisberger's still a quarterback. Yeah, that's very true. Well, let's move on to a rematch of a Super Bowl a long time ago when John Gruden was the coach <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This time, he's the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, and he got smoked by Tom Brady doing mm. whatever he felt like all over the field, no matter who it was. And, and we had kind of had a little discussion on Sunday morning, like, oh, well, I got to play Leonard Fournette in the league. And I was like, eh, that's not very good. <laughs> and he did fine. I just did, did not fine. expect with as much as Ronald Jones has been doing well <laughs> lately, I figured they'd just keep the ball rolling with him. But Fournette got in there, had six catches and 50 yards yeah. on the ground, averaged just fine. I'm like, oh, Who was the other okay. guy we were de- debating with? Uh, I think we were Is debating Fort- with, huh? It's Fournette and somebody else. I can't remember who it was that was on that list. Oh, I don't remember who the other oh, other man. player was. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, 369 yards and four touchdowns. Again, had his way with that team. The Raiders yep. could do nothing on the ground. And then Nelson Aguilar, nine targets, Jeez. five catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. Darren Waller does his thing. Hunter Renfro does his Normal gets 40 yards in the air, whether it's on one catch or four catches. I never know. 
Henry Ruggs, meh. Devontae Booker, meh. John, it was a pretty meh game all around mm-hmm. for the Raiders unless you played Aguilar and like DFS because there's no reason you should have played Aguilar in a year-long fantasy league when he's You're- only getting like three targets a game. <laughs> I'm saying this about everybody, it seems like, but at, at, at week seven, if you would have told me <laughs> that Nelson Aguilar was averaging eleven point eight points per game, I would have. I would have just said, "You stop playing fantasy football. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just you're, you're you gotta get out." Yeah. But here we are. Here we he are. He got twenty two points last week, which obviously bumps up his average. Of course. But the weeks before that, fifteen points. So they obviously have some kind of a game plan for this guy. And at this point, you have to start considering having him on your team. So if he is still available in the waiver wire and you're hurting at wide receiver, there's a good chance that you could pick him up and maybe put him in your lineup. Unless I pick him up, I'll let you all know, because if I pick him up and put him in a lineup, he is going to suck again. Um, (laughs) So I'll I'll keep you posted on that one because there is a league (laughs) that I thought about picking him up this last week. I don't know that I would have played him, but receiver Mm. is my weakness on that team. I'm playing guys like Jarvis Landry, who's, you know, good, but yeah, and then yep, yep, I think yep. somebody was on by, and I had a choice between Adam Humphreys, Hunter Renfro, and Ooh, yeah. somebody else. And I was like, I don't know who to play, and yeah, yeah, I played the wrong one. I know. I think I played Adam Humphreys, who had a nice catch, but that was the only catch he had. So <laughs> uh, let's move on to oh my goodness, another trouncing uh, the New England Patriots. Who put Jared Stidham in partway through that game because Cam Newton had already thrown for three interceptions. Uh, San Francisco 49ers put a thumping on him, and before he got hurt, Jeffrey Wilson was looking amazing. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. I felt so bad. I saw the play that he got hurt, and I was like, oh, no, that's not okay because the 49ers just cannot catch a break at running back. Like, they're down to, like, Jamichael Hasty unless Tevin Coleman comes back. I'm pretty sure Tevin Coleman's coming back this next okay. week. If he doesn't, well. then yeah. But he's going to come back, and he's going to get – I'm telling you, that's <laughs> the one you want. You don't want – you don't want uh, – what's his face? Uh, can't think of his name right now. <sighs> you don't want Jamichael Hasty? No, it's not. It's Tevin the Coleman? other guy. Jerick McKinnon? N- McKinnon. Oh, McKinnon, yeah. that guy. <laughs> but you don't want McKinnon because I'm telling you, they're not using him. Yeah, he, he had he a got, couple of good was, games when everybody was like, or most people were healthy. He had a couple of good games, and now that they have to rely on him, all of a sudden they don't give him the ball. I don't. Well, the the first four games, 15 points, 21, 19, yeah. 24. Now the last three games, four, five, and two points. They're yeah. not using him all of a sudden. All of a sudden. So I'm expecting that if, in fact, Coleman is coming back this next week, which is 100% go pick him up if he's not rostered, He's going to be the bell cow of this team right now. I can't argue with you. I like your logic. I have him in the flag league, and that would be a boost to my team to get another real running back on my <laughs> roster. You um, could still make the playoffs. Know, as it's, bad it's, as you think your team is, uh, you're there, actually winning games. And I have Jamal games. Adams just sitting there who's been out for like oh, five weeks yeah, in a yeah, row. Like, what? Yep. But all the rest of my safeties have been doing good, so I can't complain. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I, I wish I could put him in my lineup. Um, another guy on the 49ers you might want to keep an eye on. He's still not rostered. Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel is going to yeah. be out another game or so, and he's been looking fine. He had seven targets this week and put up 115 yards. I, if you're hurting, another one right yep. there, Brandon oh, Ayuk. Yep. 
Um, but as far as the Patriots go, <laughs> it was bad. There is not a Cam single Newton person on so that bad. team that would have been in anybody's fantasy lineup that did any good. <laughs> the best player was Jacoby Myers, four catches for 60 yards. I'm pretty sure nobody played him last week. I so, keep putting Julian Edelman in my lineup in the flag league because I have to, yeah. first of all. I don't have anyone else I feel like is going to get me any points. But this week was so bad was. that Julian Edelman got points. The first points he got was way late in the game. Oh, yeah. And it was a tackle. It was mm. a tackle. He had one reception. And so, yes, we get points for tackles. So, thankfully, I got two points out of the tackle from a wide receiver. And then I got... Uh, point for reception and 13 yards, and he had a first Ooh. down. So he maximized everything he could with that one reception. Obviously, <laughs> it wasn't a touchdown. But, my God, this is just terrible. It's terrible to see Cam Newton playing this pet. It's bad. It's not good football out of him right now. You have to think Belichick is scratching his head saying, what am I going to do? He's still got to be the starter because the other guys are going to be bad. There's yeah. no question. But I, there's but there's nobody to turn to. Uh, I, I, exactly. Yeah, they're just going to be bad. Maybe, maybe the Jets will trade Sam Darnold to the Patriots. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that? And be? then I'll hate Sam Darnold. I don't oh, want that. That would. Be, I really don't want to mm. see him be successful on the Patriots. He can be successful on the Cowboys all he wants. No, but no, not on can't. the Patriots. I can't root for him <laughs> if he goes there. Come on, man. We got. We, we can't I don't do like this the Cowboys either, but. I would at least be I would be happy for him if he was successful. He would have weapons on that team right. that he doesn't have with the Jets. Oh, and I'd no. feel like he's this is his time to shine. It would and be, I would love if to he see can't it. succeed with those weapons, then we know yeah. okay, all right, Sam Darnold sucks. Yeah. Then <laughs> definitively we could agree with all the people out there that hate on Sam Darnold. But until yes. then yes. we're still gonna kind of be in this corner. Um <laughs> uh, let's move on to another trouncing in which you'd have thought Patrick Mahomes would have had a ton of fantasy points, but guess what? They didn't need him to do anything because they Mm -hmm. had defensive touchdown. They had a return for a touchdown. The Kansas City Chiefs are like, we've got this. You take a day off, Mahomes. So he only had 200 (laughs) yards and a touchdown, which is not what you need out of Mahomes if you drafted him high enough to be your quarterback. Um, On the other hand, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he did fine. He got another touchdown. Only eight carries. But again, the Chiefs didn't need offense in this game hardly at all. Tyreek Hill had six for 55 and a touchdown. Great. After that, even Travis Kelsey only had three for 31. So hopefully you didn't need those Kansas City guys this week, but usually you do. Here's the thing. How many carries did Clyde Edwards-Hilaire get? Eight. And Le'Veon Bell got six. Mm-hmm. And they're going against the Jets next week. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine. <laughs> I have to imagine. Le'Veon's gonna, Le'Veon's gonna say, hey, yo, I need to get the ball like every single time I'm on the field. Mm-hmm. And so he's, and not just that, when he gets the ball, he's gonna run out of his mind. He's gonna try his absolute best to destroy us. <laughs> so. This might be a a trap of a game. It could be for for somebody who is looking at Clyde Edwards Hilaire and like, oh man, right. Le'Veon's doing something here. I can't hold on to hold on. Le'Veon <laughs> is going to take some carries from him, but I think Clyde is still going to give you the fantasy production. Yeah. I don't think Le'Veon's going to get it. But it this could be week, a first Le'Veon, half, second half kind DFS. Of thing. 
DFS Le'Veon Bell this week. I mm-hmm. guarantee you he if gets he's a touchdown. Enough, yeah, I will definitely he's find a couple a of touchdowns. Yeah, I would not doubt it. Uh, the Broncos, however, man, I was so getting hyped up again for Philip Lindsay because <laughs> he had it nine sucks, carries for man. 79 yards and then he gets a concussion. I'm like, this really? is another reason I lost. I know. I know. It's so crazy. He was looking good, and Melvin yep. Gordon's been fumbling and yeah. doing dumb yep. things. And we're like, oh, here's his chance. Uh, he hasn't been ruled out for the game yet, but you know how concussions I, go. And I think he has. Has he? Well, I'm, considering, I'm considering him not to be playing. Let me look at Denver real quick and see what we got. Um, Fangio said he's unsure if Lindsay will get cleared in time for Sunday. Yeah, Lindsay missed earlier this year, blah, blah, blah. And that was yesterday. So no new news since yesterday. Just unsure if he'll be cleared in time, which doesn't sound very good to me, but yeah. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. Um, I, I, I have to hope he's playing. If he's playing, great. And then I, I'll be I'll be really, really happy because <laughs> not just the flag league, but I also have him in the big money league. Uh-huh. And I really need core, <laughs> running backs this week. It is not good. If if Smile Sanders isn't going to play mm. and Philip Lindsay isn't going to play, David Johnson's on by, oh. I need running backs. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I do have guys I can play, but it's just not, not, it's not like I need. <laughs> Um, other than that, the uh, Denver Broncos re- wide receivers, I'm sure people have been playing Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy. Neither one of those yep. did much of anything. Uh, on the other hand, the tight ends have been getting targeted. Noah Fant got his first game back since his injury. Got seven targets, only hauled in three of them. But mm-hmm. it, it's a good mm-hmm. sign that he's back and getting targeted. But Albert Aqueg Banam. <laughs> I'm not even starting with it. <laughs> Had seven targets as well, caught all seven <laughs> targets for 60 yards. Is That's this another good. tight end that you can sneak into a lineup? <laughs> I don't know, but I like saying Albert Aquegbanam. And not I'm not I'll never get that right. <laughs> there are certain names I cannot pronounce at all. Just I can't even pronounce <laughs> I can't even pronounce stats the long way. I can't I can't do it. Uh, uh, hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. Uh-huh. Statistics. If yeah. I really well, think about gotta, it, yeah, I can you get just it. Focus and you get but it if right I'm in front rambling of off words and all of a sudden I have to say the word, it comes out. St- <laughs> I can't do it. That's all right. It's so weird. We enjoy it every time it happens. So. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> it's terrible. You know what else is terrible? Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They they weren't as terrible as <laughs> they had is, been. <sighs> yeah, James Robinson is. Um, well, he's yeah. He, he, he proved me wrong yet again. Uh, he yep. had a touchdown on the air and on the ground, and he is like the number three overall fantasy running back, I believe, yep. uh, in yep. the flag league. And he's just been the model of consistency. I just thought hey, the way it looked, he was trending downwards, and then, bam, he popped up a 35-point game. Getting a 35, so, yep. And, yep. and that was a game where you thought the Jaguars were going to get blown out. I mean, they kind of did, but – whatever reason they were still in it enough where they were given James Robinson yeah. 20 plus carries again. Now, again. and every time I see a game, it's, I'm going to say it every time, but every time I see a big <laughs> game like this, I always, always think, all right, is this the perfect time to trade this guy right. away and get something good out of him? Because if you look at all the other games, he's had, he has, 
two other games that are above 20 points. Mm-hmm. Everything else is not. He had a 12 game, a 17, another 12, and a 15. So you have to think that these these 30-point games are not going to happen every week. Right. So this might be the perfect time to trade him away. Now, this was the first week that I, in DFS, had taken any sort of rookie stock in anything. But in two different uh, lineups, one I had Joe Burrow, like I said earlier, and I took a couple of his guys. Yeah. Uh, and in one, I had Justin Herbert going. However, I yeah. had Mike Williams with the stack on that one, and that one did not pan out at all. If I would have <laughs> taken Keenan Allen, it would have been a great stack. <laughs> Um, he, 10 for 125 again, no touchdown. This is what oh, you yeah. expect from Keenan Allen when he's at his yeah. prime. A bunch yep. of catches and a decent amount of yards, and you're happy. But Justin Herbert, holy crap. He finally he's gets a-, a good performance and a win out of it as well. He had 66 yards on the ground in a touchdown, 347 yards, and three touchdowns in the year. No interceptions. This guy yeah. is really balling out, and... If the Chargers had a complete team and had Austin Eckler on the field and had guys healthy and a defense and Derwin James wasn't getting hurt, they'd actually be a fairly good team in that NFC oh, for sure. AFC West. For sure. Now, I was talking about uh, uh, Joe Burrow saying mm-hmm. how I think he's actually a really good quarterback and you know the, the Cincinnati Bengals are just getting unlucky and they're just think things aren't working right because their defense isn't good. Yeah. Well, if you look at it, Joe Burrow's getting 25 points per game on average. Right. If you look at Justin Herbert, he is getting 34 <laughs> yes. points per game on average. The guy is 100% a starter at this point. Regardless of how good or bad the team is, he is getting fantasy production. Yeah. And if you go on the average, which he only missed one game, so yeah, it's not like he's not giving it. It's not like it's a, a small sample size. <laughs> exactly. He he is the fourth overall quarterback right now. <laughs> Four, that's above Patrick Mahomes on average. And obviously, it's actually he's the third because you got to consider Dak Prescott. He's in the oh, average as well. Right. So he's the third overall quarterback right now. That's, third. That's Justin Herbert. To think about. I he picked is. him up in one league when I had, I don't remember who it was. I know Wentz was one of the quarterbacks. Now Wentz has been doing okay, but I picked him up, you know, when he was really at his low point for the season. I'm like, I have to find somebody. And <laughs> how do I put Wentz back in the lineup when Herbert's doing this? And the answer is you don't. You just keep Herbert mm-hmm. in there. As much as a homer as I am for Wentz, I'm not going to put him back in my lineup because Justin Herbert has been on fire as a fantasy quarterback. Yes. So if Un- you got lucky and were able to pick him up, if you, you know, waited to draft your quarterbacks and just waited to find somebody, you you found a gold mine in Justin Herbert. Yes, so and, far so good with that for sure. Mm-hmm. And Keenan Allen is reaping the benefits yes, out of he it. Is. Like I've, it's so ridiculous with him. Now we move along to a game that <laughs> consists of the number one and two quarterbacks overall fantasy points wise in the flag league kyler murray versus russell wilson and what a <laughs> game it was there was it's unreal unlike russell wilson he throws three interceptions in this game but still has 388 yards and three touchdowns and another 84 yards on the ground Another big reason why I beat you in the flag league this week because he went off. But Kyler Murray has silently, quietly inching his way up. And guess what? 
and it might not be in every league because we have a slightly different scores for things, but he is now the number one overall quarterback in fantasy points scored. Granted, yeah. Russell Wilson has a bye week, and that's why he's only two points behind <laughs> Kyler Murray. So Russell Wilson is still the de facto he's still the number better, one quarterback, better quarterback right now. Yeah. But Kyler Murray <laughs> has been doing amazing. He's, he's been good. 14 really good. times he rushed the ball for 67 yards and a touchdown. He, he seems to do this almost every week, get a rushing touchdown of some kind. And mm-hmm. guess what? We now are reaping the benefits in the podcast league because we had Chase Edmonds sitting on the bench. Kenyon Drake gets hurt, and here we go. It's time for Mm -hmm. Chase Edmonds for probably at least three or four weeks because I believe Kenyon Drake is going to go on the IR, so that's at least three. I would imagine even after that, they're going to continue to give more because if this is his chance to prove that he can take it away. If he does amazing, which I expect him to be really good, you're going to see Kenyon Drake kind of fall off the wayside a little bit. Right. He's still going to get his carries, but not as much. I think it's going to be a lot more of Edmonds. But, however, if this, this is really it. This is his time to show it because the the way they were doing it, their plan was, and it was been working, they're, they're, the bell cow was going to be Kenyon Drake. He's going to get the regular stuff, and then it's going to be a fresh guy out there to get the receptions and all that stuff because mm-hmm. Drake hasn't been really catching all that many balls. Right. It's been a lot of Edmonds. So uh, this is it. If he wants to be the bell cow, it has to be this week. has to be this week and the next week. He has to prove it these next two weeks. It doesn't matter how long Drake is out. If he doesn't prove it in these next two weeks, they're going to get Drake back and they're going to use him exactly the same way. Now I have to ask you a question before we move to the other side of the ball on this game. Okay. I think... I thought I remembered you saying something. Now, I don't know that it would have made much of a difference, but I could have swore you told me you were going to put Dan Arnold in your lineup. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he gets two so for 57. Stupid. I was like, when are so you ever going to get Dan Arnold a two-catch-for-57-yard two performance when you I have had, to put somebody in? <laughs> I had him in there. It just happens to me all the time. I had him in there, and I'm always second. Okay, well, he's not there. He's not going to do. I'm looking at the guys that are available. I'm like, okay, I can pick that guy up. It was still a nobody, but it's like it's the same chance as Dan Arnold, whatever. And of course, Dan Arnold gets uh, some receptions. That's it. That's all I needed to yeah. get me one really seven point seven and points. That's more than you thought you would get out of him. <laughs> that's true. It wouldn't have helped me. No, I was going to say I, I don't think it would have been enough, but it still would have been no. like, oh, I still got a shot. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But as far as the Seahawks go, um, Chris Carson gets hurt. So Carlos Hyde comes in and gets a touchdown. Uh, I've heard that Rashad Penny has been practicing and looking fairly good. So maybe he comes back. Maybe that's a sneaky guy. Pick up off your waivers if Chris Carson's going to have a, a hard time coming back. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you have Tyler Lockett on your fantasy team, You probably won your week this week. 15 catches on 20 targets, 200 yards on the dot, and three Mm -hmm. touchdowns. I cannot believe the kind of game that Tyler Lockett had. How do the Cardinals not try and stop that more? How you say? Well, it's because they did everything in their power to stop DK Metcalf. So he had a bad game. Even though he did have a touchdown called back, Yes, um, <laughs> I heard. Hold on, I heard somebody 
saw that that touchdown was going to happen, and they said, all right, it's over, I'm turning it off. And they didn't watch the rest of the game. No. That's... Yeah, and then, <laughs> it's so crazy. Oh, and they're a Cardinals fan. So it's really? like you just you missed it. Oh, you my goodness. It. And then Zane Gonzalez missed a field goal. I think in overtime he missed a field goal, and they still got the ball back, and he got to – try it again and he was probably the happiest guy in the world like oh thank goodness i get to try this yeah. again and got him mm-hmm. the, the win and now they're only uh a half game back of the seahawks the cardinals are and they have you know the head-to-head win against them so that division um yeah. is pretty wide open the rams even have a good record so and the 49ers, as much as we have been saying we don't think they'll be as good this year, they haven't been, but they're not <laughs> out of it. I think they're 4-3, and three, so it's not like yeah, they're completely out the of record. it either. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So we got one more game to talk about. We were talking about them, the Rams. This was not a good game to watch. I don't <laughs> care who you are, what you're a fan of. It was not a good game to watch. The Bears looked like crap what did they get a defensive touchdown was the only one on a uh reverse from robert woods who fumbled and gave him that touchdown and then i got free points out of malcolm brown getting it i was like oh no now i'm just <laughs> rubbing it in against town like malcolm brown scores another touchdown for the first time in how many weeks and mm-hmm. josh reynolds gets touchdown gerald everett gets touchdown but not for cooper cup not for no. robert woods no. Jared Goff was whatever. If you have to, if you're playing Jared Goff, I want to know who is out there on the waiver wire or who your right. backup quarterback is. Cause right. I don't want to start Jared Goff. He's not horrible, but he's just not getting you, you know, the number of fantasy points that you should. He's 14th overall in the flag league, but it's been in a couple of chunk games. 34 and 35 in weeks two and three and the rest has been oh and he had a 31 and five so i mean in the flag league it's a different type of league so you might have to be playing them either way right but most of the time i'm just i'm seeing golf's name i'm like no there's somebody else there's somebody else i can go pick up there should be (laughs) i know you and i there probably is um, David Montgomery again gets the bulk of the touches and doesn't do a whole lot with him. What do you have? Like he had five catches, so he got double digit points, but yeah, he's doing fine with as many it's touches boring, as no. he's getting. He would think he'd have a much better average than he does. Uh, Jimmy Graham five for 31. He's at least startable as a tight end since he's seen a decent amount of targets. Um, mm-hmm. and then I'm seeing, Nothing out of Tyler Higby. Um, he wasn't hurt, was he? I don't remember him being on I don't an injury think so. list. So I he doesn't even so. get a target. That's kind of weird. Johnny Munt got three catches for 47 yards. Uh, just weird, weird stuff. Daryl Henderson, okay, but nothing special. It, the Rams are I such a weird was, team fantasy. Why Was he hurt? I think he was hurt. I'm, it said that. Hold on. I have no shares of him, so I didn't pay yes. too much attention it, one, to him. One day ago, he said they said he won't play. Now, see, I wouldn't know that uh, because I don't have him anyway. That's exactly what I was saying. I don't have any shares mm-hmm. of Higby, so I didn't realize that he was hurt. I'm glad I didn't suggest anybody to play him, so <laughs> that would have looked really bad. Um, but there you go. There's your rundown of Week 7. It was actually a pretty exciting day of football with all the 
comebacks and lots of points being scored. So lots of field goals. There were the a lot of field goals. Um, now two we, missed field goals too. Let's not remember if he makes them field goals. That guy just had the best kicker day ever. ever yeah. How many? What's the record for kicks? I know in the game? at one point it was seven that may have been broken to that, eight, but then he would have at least tied the record if he would have hit both of them. But I'm not sure right. if it's seven or eight. Um, but yeah, that's if you had him in a league like I used to be in. My cousin used to run a league where. The scoring was way different than any league you guys are probably playing <laughs> out there. And kickers got a ton of points. Literally, kickers got three points for a field goal up to 30 yards, or up to 39 yards. 40 to 49 yards is five points. 50 yards plus, 10 points <laughs> for awesome. a field goal. That's, that would make me want, that would make me want, Kickers. Yes. Now, it right was now, I don't give a crap then. about kickers. Right now, but yes, I don't. If, but if, if we... I have a kicker and I'm thinking, oh, it's a 49-yard field goal right now, please just lose a yard. Yeah. Oh, they false lost start, a false yard. start, false start, false start. Yes. <laughs> exactly. I have done that so many times. And it is a possibility that we reintroduce that league next year if everything is said and done because 100 let's do an it in-person auction draft league and it was one of the most fun times i have ever had playing fantasy football so we are gonna try and get that one going again with the weird scoring and everything because it, it is an let's entirely different ball game but let's move on to week eight and we of course have to start with something we've already talked about Thursday night, Carolina, Atlanta, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey. Mike Davis. I mean, we're waiting until the last minute. I think McCaffrey's going to end up playing. He's going to play. If I know anything about Christian McCaffrey, he's going to say, if you don't play me, I'm going to be really mad, and I'm going to (laughs) to not play for you anymore. Yeah, I don't think. No, he's he's just going to tell them. He's going to 100% say, hey, I'm ready to go. You have to play me. Oh, of course. You have to play me. So they're going to play him. They're going to listen to Chris McCaffrey. And if he gets hurt again, they're going to be mad at him. And that's just the fact mm. of the matter. But he's not going to get hurt. He's going to be fine. He's he's somebody who takes care of his body better than anyone. So Atlanta going, sucks on defense. So if he's oh out my there, gosh. he should have a field day with him. Everybody on yep. Carolina, even though it's a Thursday game, you know, Tom and I don't care about the Thursday game that much. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things that <laughs> – I don't think it matters when Atlanta plays. They're going to get lit up. Um, yep. Let's hope in this next game that Josh Allen can get back on track with a good game. He's not been terrible, but he's he running the ball enough right. to make your fantasy day still good. But he needs to get back to the 30 points per game, 40 points per game, because the 25, 28 points per game, that's fine. That's a good game. But it's not what I'm expecting out of Josh Allen. And it's slowly, yeah. the more of these games he has, he's dropping down the list slowly. A little bit. So he was up there, but now he's like in the top six, seven area. Well, he gets New England this week, and New England is reeling. Bill Belichick looks like he is the uh, Robin to Tom Brady's Batman mm-hmm. at this particular point. <laughs> Not saying anything specifically here, but New England has looked bad. Josh Allen hopefully will take advantage of this. I know John Brown has been 
questionable. If he can get back into the lineup, that would unfortunately be bad for probably Cole Beasley owners that got a boost yeah. from him this last week. But yeah. I think John Brown is a big piece of Josh Allen's weaponry, and he needs him out there to have those big 30 to 40 point games. So let's hope he and gets Diggs back is, out there. Diggs is having okay games, not yeah. what you want out of Diggs, but. He just doesn't look like he's trying. Yeah. Is, am I the only one that sees that? He's just out he there. It's that like he's kind jogging. of guy. He's either yeah, guess. having yeah. a great game and you can see it in him, or he's like, they're putting their best guy on me. I'm not having success. It's just, yeah. Meh. But, yeah. you know, um, we get Tua's first game against Aaron Donald. Still Welcome to the it. big leagues, boy. Yeah. That L.A. <laughs> defense might be something Tua isn't ready for because as much as we don't like the Rams' offense fantasy-wise, that defense, I'll take a lot of guys on that defense right now. Uh, so we'll see. Um, we already talked about it a little bit. We're hesitant on the wide receivers for yep. Miami right now, just because yep. we really don't know what to expect from Tua. Not only is it Ryan Fitzpatrick to Tua, it's a, a big difference in quarterbacks right there. It's also yeah. right-handed to left-handed. So that's an adjustment. Yeah. I don't know that it'll make a big difference, but you never know. It is the something. spin of the ball, I suppose. It's weird. I will say this. I was uh, throwing the ball around a couple months ago, whatever it was. Not now. It was probably more like a week a week or two ago with my, my uncle who is a lefty and he still throws the ball Mm -hmm. pretty good. And I was catching that ball. Like I had never caught balls before and Mm. it felt really good. It felt right. Mm. And I'm like, no wonder why Steve young was so successful. Because all these quarter, all these wide receivers are catching this ball. It makes it so easy. But because I'm so used to people who are throwing right-handed, it just, I don't know. It laid in my hands easier. Mm. So I'm just, it there there's it, maybe I'm just <laughs> thinking that it's, it's I'm just out of my mind on this, but there's a chance that it is a difference to the wide receivers as well. Not just you know the fact that he's throwing the ball here or there and it's coming out of his hand and spinning the other direction. So they might yeah. have to get used to that. We'll it see. Could be uh, the game. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be keeping their eye on Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I'm not sure what to think fantasy-wise because they're both really good defenses and they've both been putting up a decent amount of points. Lamar Jackson does need to get himself a little bit um, more yeah. <laughs> somehow, Just, some way, get that running game going. I don't know if that's the key to them because their running game has not been great this year. And right. I think defenses have been able to key on him as a passer and that's been keeping his passing stats down because he's still been getting rushing yards and points, so he's been okay, just not the Lamar Jackson from last year. He just needs to go to um, Andrews more, more, because the last time, the last couple games, Nick Boyle. He, yeah, <laughs> come on, man, Nick Boyle. Don't don't start that. Sorry, but no, Mark Andrews. The last couple games hasn't been great. I mean, the the last game was really bad. Two point right. eight points. And then the game before that, 17, which is, I guess that's okay. And then a 21. And then there's two games in the middle there, four and six. Yeah. I mean, that's not what you're used to. You're used to him getting points, 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 points. And as far as the actual t- 
targets go, I don't think it's really that much. Five, one, three, three, six, and two. Mm. So obviously, the six is great, but Mar- um, uh, Mark Andrews is getting his points off of touchdowns. Yes. So this is why I'm saying Lamar Jackson needs to start throwing the ball more to Mark Andrews, not just because I have him in the flag league, <laughs> but because if they want to be successful, they need to get Mark Andrews the ball. Or maybe that's why they were considering getting Zach Ertz because they know that that is what Lamar Jackson is best at, it getting the be. ball to the tight end. Yep. Well, are you ready for another Derrick Henry 200-yard game? Because I sure am. <laughs> they are going against the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Not that they're really bad against the run, but I think Derrick Henry is in for another great performance. Tennessee's probably going to roll this game, but Joe Burrow and those guys still could have never a very know, good man. fantasy performance. Because, like you said, Joe Burrow looks like a good NFL quarterback, and he's got three weapons that are now showing up after A.J. Green finally got his butt in gear. (laughs) Because they changed. I'm telling you, they changed the way they were using him, and that changed everything. He was garbage. Eight eight points, six points, nine points, one point, zero points, and then all of a sudden 19 and now 16.2 points. Mm -hmm. They changed it. And if I would have known that, I would never have released him in the one league. Right. All right. Um, I guess Gio Bernard, I think he's still yeah. a good play. We talked about it earlier, but I'm okay with starting him, especially, you know, you said you've got running back problems. And guys on by like David Johnson and guys getting hurt and maybe not coming back like Miles Sanders. Now you want, you're making me want to check this. The, <laughs> he's probably already league. gone. I'm assuming he Nixon, is. But we'll see. Um, (laughs) then we've got, this could be an interesting game, Las Vegas versus Cleveland. These two teams are kind of unknown still. I see the Cleveland Browns record at five and two. It still doesn't feel right. I'm not sure what it is. I guess I'm just waiting for the Browns. It's just because the Browns to do Browns things, but the Raiders have been a Jekyll and Hyde team. They have a really good week, and then they have a really bad week. They get rolled over, and then they roll over somebody. So this could be a very high-scoring game. Yeah. Um. Again, Cleveland, I don't even think we talked about it earlier other than just mentioning the fact that OBJ's done for the season. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think everybody probably knows that. Yeah, already. everybody knows that by now. But – this gives a chance for a guy like Rashard Higgins, who did take advantage yes. of his opportunities in this last game. For sure. He could be a good uh, every week play now. Um, yep. Harrison Bryant, if Austin Hooper is going to still be out, could be a decent play. I, I'll fine. say this. I'll say this. I don't know when Hooper's coming back, but if Hooper is, if somebody dropped him for something, go pick him up. Pick him up right now because he is going. The moment he's on this team and it's not Bryant, he's going to be the guy. He, he was well getting targeted be. as it was, but now right. with OBJ out, it's going to be a Hooper show. And I expect, I expect Jarvis Landry to be better too. I hope so. I'm sorry to do this to you, but the next okay. game we talk about is the Jets versus the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Trap game. The Trap Jets are going to get their first win. Oh, that would be amazing. I it's going to happen. Put any money on that in any. Hold form. on, hold on, hold on. Now what? you're talking about money. I got to oh, check the spread. 
You want to see the spread? Gotta check the spread. Oh, boy. I don't know that you want to see the spread on this one. It's no, probably no, no, be no, like, no. Hold on. Don't tell me. Don't tell I don't me. know I what it is. It I'm guessing as okay. right now. I'm guessing it's <laughs> 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Okay, let's see what it is. Uh, it's going to take me a minute to get there. Oh, right. good Lord. But anyway, play uh, all your Kansas City I hate Chiefs. This website. Um, yep. I don't think there's anybody on the Jets you should play. Um, <laughs> maybe DFS if Denzel Mims is still cheap. Uh, he could be okay because yes, he's still 3,500 or less and he gets you four catches, you're, you're okay. I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. That's saving money and you can spend it on. Um, Le'Veon Bell. I don't know. <laughs> no, probably not Le'Veon Bell. But you can spend that, you know, keep the savings and put it on to maybe a better quarterback of some kind when you don't normally go for a big name quarterback. So just just uh just a thought. Maybe Denzel Mims makes a few DFS lineups again this week. Um, sure, I think he will. Now hold on, I'm, I'm okay. getting it. I'm getting it. You're getting it. I'm, I'm, getting it. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm listening. How come they don't show the spread on this? I don't know. Do you need me to look it up? It's usually yeah, just look it up. Easy. Don't don't <laughs> this stupid. It usually ESPN shows me the spread, but that's that's not showing me right now. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's gonna take me a second because my phone sucks to look things up. But um, let's go to Brad's <laughs> spready. Whoops, spready NFL. <laughs> Let's see. Week eight. Right now, the spread is 19 and a half. <laughs> 19 and a half. That wow. is a lot. I don't think. I, <laughs> the Jets are good. If this is a trap game, so you're going to win all your money, man. Oh, this my is goodness. It. So we'll get to there, but I'll show the other two big spreads of the week that I see right now. Yeah, the top three spreads is that one, of course. Then yeah. the Buccaneers over the Giants at ten and a half. I'd have thought that one might actually take been that, more. I'll take the Buccaneers all day on that. <laughs> and then, all day. And then the Sunday night game, Eagles versus Cowboys. <laughs> the Eagles are seven and a half point favorites. No way. <laughs> I, I, I I understand it. Yeah. I really do. Wow. Man, the Eagles aren't good, but yet they can score points against yes. they can score points they against can the score Cowboys. points right now even with what they got. Anyway, mm-hmm. now that we've gotten that out of the way, we've got a few more games. Uh Indianapolis versus Detroit. Uh, I'm I'm kind of curious about that game too. We got uh Jonathan Taylor who's been eh, you know just whatever kind of last mm-hmm. few weeks. Um DeAndre Swift making the most of his touches, just not getting enough of them. And uh, what I heard something, somebody was talking about Indianapolis and, oh, maybe they should get some quarterback or something. And I was like, I know Phillip Rivers isn't the most amazing quarterback in the league, but it's not like they have a bad quarterback. Like, yeah. I don't know if they were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick or Darnold or somebody like that. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Why Why would the Colts be looking for another quarterback when they're 4-2? Yeah. Doesn't make if, anyone, if anyone needs another quarterback, it's the Cowboys, and they mm-hmm. could pick up Fitzpatrick. Or, the, or, and I wouldn't put it past Belichick to get somebody like Fitzpatrick. <laughs> like, listen, sorry, Cam, you're not working out. If, Fitzpatrick's going to give me a lot Ryan better Fitzpatrick chance. If Ryan Fitzpatrick went, to the Patriots, would he have then played for every AFC East Every team? single one, yep. Oh, yep. man, we have to yep. have that happen now. It should happen now. It should happen. Oh, wow, that would be fun. It has to happen. That would be fun. <laughs> um, anyway, in that game, uh, 
Is there anybody you're thinking of uh, trying to go? You know, Zach Pascal's been doing all right. Trey Burton's been yeah. doing all right. Trey you Burton. Know, it's a again, if you're hurting for buys and injuries, there's a few guys there that still might be available that you can pick up there. I'm hurting for Burton. Hurting for Burton. I like it. We might have to <laughs> introduce that some way. Well, then we got Minnesota at Green Bay. Um, I'm thinking, I'm hoping for a shootout here because we both have shares of Devontae Adams oh. and Adam Thielen. So we would yes. love a one-two punch on both sides here. Here's uh, what's going to happen. Mm. It might not be... It, it might be a shootout, but it's going to be so one-sided. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't think the Vikings have any anything close no. to a chance. But they're going to have to throw the ball a lot yes. to win this game. So Adam Thielen is going to get his targets, and I have to imagine uh, uh, Jefferson is going to get his target. I knew it started with a J. I get that if, if I started out, it's like I say like Alshon Jeffrey. I'm like, that's not right. I have to think about these people's names. If I see them in front of me, I know 100% sure who this guy is, <laughs> but I can't I can't do it unless it's in front of me. I'm just that way. That's who I am. Now, but Dalvin anyway. Cook is slated to return against the Packers, so anybody that was hurt by Alexander Madison this week, you can just throw so that weird. pain away and just make sure that Dalvin Cook goes back into your lineup, and he'll probably <laughs> yeah. be fine because he can catch the ball and score oh, in the air too. Yep, so. yep. Uh, then we've got the Chargers at the Broncos. Justin Herbert versus Drew Locke. A couple of two yeah. and four teams, and in my opinion, the Chargers are the much better two and four team over the Broncos. As of recently, yes, I agree with that. Although the Broncos, as of recently, have won. Well, they beat the Jets. That's nothing big, <laughs> but they did win another game that nobody yeah. really expected them to win. What the so, Patriots? I, yeah, well, I, at this that? point, nobody nobody expected them to win that game. Right. You, they, but I now we look back game. and it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's probably a few. Now we say, okay, well, uh, yeah, okay. Well, here's the thing. I would think that easily the Chargers are going to win this game. They have way better passing game, and it doesn't matter who quarterback for the Broncos. They don't have enough weapons. Jerry Judy can't do it all. And I just think that without <laughs> – Without the the uh, here I go again, uh, Cortland Sutton. There you go. I was waiting. <laughs> I was going to give you an extra. It second just takes on that me one. a minute. It takes me a minute. But without Cortland Sutton, I, this team is almost not good enough to win half their games. They're not going to win half their games. They're going to win like four games nope. this year at the most. They could be two games, and that could be it. They could just win the two really bad teams in the AFC East <laughs> right. and say okay, but. I, I, I think it's going to be a trounce. Uh, what's the spread on that? I want to know that because I, I will put money Ooh. on the Chargers to win that game. That's an interesting one. It was not a very high one. Uh, the spread is three for the Chargers. I'm putting money on it. Okay. I'm going to do it 100%. Okay. Um, anybody in that game, uh, we've been hurting with Hunter Henry, Mike Williams had yeah. a really bad week. Maybe he steps up and he, he has a good game because at first it looked like Justin Herbert was going to go after Mike Williams, but now yeah. it's slowly been back to Keenan Allen. So I want to put yep. Mike Williams in my lineup, but I think I'm going to have to just hold off. After last week, yeah, it's not 
it's not something I want to consider at this point. I have to give it. And you're still holding them. Right. You're not going to drop them, but you want to see it a little more before you start them again. We got New Orleans at Chicago again. A five and Man. two Chicago team that may just get rolled over by the Saints. I know they we'll haven't see. been. They beat they beat the Patri- or the Patriots. I say Patriots because it was Tom Brady. They beat the Buccaneers. <laughs> they beat the Buccaneers so somehow. Maybe they can somehow beat the Saints. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, nothing special in that game that you're not going to already be doing in your fantasy lineups. However, San Francisco and Seattle, we'll see what San Francisco really has on defense coming up in this game because obviously Seattle has been one of the best offenses, at least – passing the ball for most of the season. We'll see if San Francisco has any kind of match to him. And this is the only downfall for maybe Tevin Coleman not being what you say he was, is if they get down by a lot and they have to pass a bunch, maybe Tevin Coleman doesn't have one of those workhorse-type games because they can't keep up with Seattle. Well, well, I'll say this. If the defense is going to do anything special at all, it's going to be a lot of Tevin Coleman. But if the defense... Can't do anything. It's going to be an absolute wash. Not a wash. That's the wrong word. But it's going to be just a blowout. They're not going to win this game. There's no chance unless their defense does something special against somebody who has been the MVP of the league in Russell Wilson. So far, in my opinion, I don't think there's any debate. I don't think there's any debate that he is the best player in the NFL right now. He is spectacular. And I just think that there's no question they're going to crush them unless the defense is ridiculous. That's it. And if that's the case, Coleman's going to get and Coleman can catch the ball too. It's not like he, he can't can do that. That's true. So if they're going to throw the ball, I think he can still get some stuff. I, they're not using McKinnon at all. They're barely even putting him on the field. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. That's uh, the last late slate on Sunday afternoon. Then we have the Sunday night game. We already said – Eagles and Cowboys, which is normally a very hyped-up Sunday night game. Now, this is basically a battle for first place in the division, but (laughs) the winner, if it's not a tie, the winner will still only have three wins on the year. And, again, the Eagles were favored by 7.5. I have to think with Ben DiNucci at quarterback that if you're going to do something streaming defenses this week and the Eagles are probably available because they haven't been like the greatest defense. If the Eagles defense is available this week, that is one that I am willing to put in a lot of lineups. I will take them in DFS. If I'm playing the full slate of games, that's one I am looking forward to because Ben DiNucci, (laughs) even though he's an unknown, I don't think we need to game plan for Ben DiNucci. (laughs) <laughs> hmm. I don't know what your game plan is going to be. It's just going to, here's what they're going to do. All right, guys are playing the Cowboys. Uh, their offense is terrible. We just can't let them get 10 points and we're going to win this game. Yes, basically. That's it. Um, I'm hoping for a couple of, you know, turnovers deep in Dallas territory so that I can get some Richard Rogers, hopefully miles <laughs> Sanders. If not, I do have Sanders Boston Scott as back. the backup. Uh, Wentz should have a decent game. I, uh, Maybe Jalen Rieger against that terrible Dallas defense. Maybe he mm-hmm. comes out. Maybe that's a DFS sneaky play this week is Jalen Rieger if he gets back on the field because Dallas can be burnt and Carson Wentz can that definitely would, yes. burn him. Yep. So I'm looking forward yep. to that. Uh, last but not least, 
is Tom Brady versus the New York Giants. I know the New York Giants are Tom Brady's kryptonite, but no, I don't happening. think they are this season because not happening. That is another weird like the Monday night games this year have been very off and you know some of them have been like wow, we didn't realize he was both going to be bad teams at this point in the season already <laughs> or you know we wanted Brady versus the Giants, so we were hoping the Giants were at least going to be mediocre, and that's not happening. So this could be a stinker of a game. Could be another good Leonard Fournette game. I poo-pooed him yeah. last week. This yep. could be another good one on him. Uh, we, and again, it's a Monday night game, so Antonio Brown gets <laughs> an extra day to get ready for this one. <laughs> I, watch. Night, watch. The, I can't believe the first game – Antonio Brown might play is going to be national televised yep. audience. Prime time. Yep. Oh. Here, here, here it is, man. If, <laughs> if, if they lose this game against the Giants, Oof. first of all, Oof. first thing everybody's going to say is, "Oh, he just can't be the Giants." Tom right. Brady. Yep. Whatever. That's his. That's his kryptonite. Whatever. But I'll be thinking it's Antonio Brown. <laughs> It's Antonio Brown. Oh no, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. We would have to bring out uh, our segment again. Well, if, of course. If they lose that, I'm telling you, as long you right as he's now, on the I'm, field, we will have the segment every week. You said the spread is ten. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. I'm hundred percent taking that for the for the Buccaneers. Hundred yeah. percent. And if you haven't taken, There's no question. If you haven't taken the Buccaneers as your like. Um, survivor pool pick. This is probably the best time to do it. I know the Buccaneers are good, and you might want to save them for later in the season or something, but I think this is probably the perfect time to do that one, to get it out of the way. Because, you know, you don't know what to expect going into the late part of this season with all the injuries and the COVIDs and all the kind of stuff that we've got. I think this is a perfect time to use the Buccaneers as your survivor pick. So, hundred percent. If I'm wrong, I mean, gonna, I'll I'll take the blame for it. But uh, they're gonna win this game. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. All right, no doubt. Well, there we go. We made it through another week. There was a <laughs> lot to talk about this week. We Jeez, how long going. was this? Uh, it was just a shade under two hours. So uh, I'm sure you've this... got to get going and get some rest. Luckily, I don't have to work tomorrow, so I can <laughs> stay up and edit. This is like a. Out. It's like a. Uh, it's like a uh, a two episode thing. Like yeah. if you, once we're done talking about the first part, right. Stop it. And then wait and listen to the rest of it tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, And it was about, it was probably a little over an hour for last week's and a little under (laughs) an hour for this week. So there you go. Maybe I'll put a a thing in the middle, like, stop listening now. If you don't have time, (laughs) tomorrow you can listen about the next week's games. All right, that is going to do it for us. Uh, Thanks for watching on Twitch if you're out there. Thanks for listening in podcast land. And uh, looking forward to CMC on Thursday. All All right. Stay fueled up, everybody.